Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is going on everybody, my name is Connor Lawler, welcome back to another episode of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. I am joined as always by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? I'm good Connor. I'm glad to be here on another episode. The intro is a little bit different this week. <laughs> Very generic. Yeah, no, I, I mixed it up. Um, this is Hero Zero. This is the show where we choose one comic book character every single week. We talk to good points and their bad points, and we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. So I normally choose DC characters, and Shaw normally chooses Marvel characters. Um, we we like both. It's just it's just easier. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a fabricated rivalry that we have, but genuinely, comics are just nice. <laughs> I like comics. I don't like how so, so yeah, um, this, as I said, we're, we're going to have a bit of a chat today. It's good, probably going to be a long one. I'm a bit okay. worried about it. Um, right. And good so, <laughs> see, last week you did uh, Darwin. I did. Um, and so what I decided to do was do the opposite of Darwin in that I'm going to do a good character. Smart thinking. Uh, you said Darwin was a great character. You, it's, you're actually, on no, recording saying Darwin that. was actually really cool, yeah, <laughs> to be fair. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Um, but this one, um, so I'm going to say I kind of copped out with this one. First of all, we've already done this character years oh, okay. ago. Right, um, so it, it essentially doesn't exist. It doesn't matter. In the, within the first four months of doing the show, we did this character. That's almost um, guaranteed to be deleted by this well, point. Almost guaranteed that nobody heard it either. Um, but we did one of a very famous character that you will definitely know. And why this, came, this idea came to me is that one of our patrons, Frost... Um, an absolute legend uh, yeah. supports us over on the, our Patreon you can support us as well there's hours of content we recently reviewed Toward the Dark World over there both of us <laughs> forgot the movie immediately after watching it <laughs> my story with that is I jumped on the call with Sean today and I was like oh we forgot to do a Patreon episode for last month and he said no we actually genuinely did it a week ago 
but it's torn the dark world. I forgot I did a review of a movie that I forgot I seen. Which is honestly <laughs> impressive, and I wish I could forget. It was six days ago. <laughs> it was not that long, lad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, Frost came on to our, uh, made a message on, one of our, on the Patreon, and they basically mentioned that they love the Bat Family. Yes. And you know me, I'm, the Bat Family is like what I love about DC Comics as well. You said you love it more than your actual family. Now, I, I will stand by that statement, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just love when they're having burgers together in a cafeteria. It's just lovely. <laughs> all and they're the all in costume. <laughs> Um, but yeah so he, they love the Bat Family and so what I decided was they mentioned that we could do Stephanie Brown who is spoiler yeah. um, but between you and me our five year anniversary is coming up uh, next month is our five year anniversary Fuck it isn't for the all, show isn't it? holy it shit is. so not only will we be doing a listener Patreon hangout we're probably going to be doing a back character because I like doing back characters for the anniversaries so what I decided was to preempt that, I'm going to do a Bat Family character, otherwise known as Jason Todd, the Red Hood. Oh Sean. my god! Okay, <laughs> here we go. I fucking love Jason Todd. Everyone likes Jason Todd. I'm going to say something outrageous. He's mm-hmm. my hmm, fourth favorite Robin. Wow! Oh fuck! He didn't even crack the top three. <laughs> It's between him and Damien. Sometimes I like Damien's shithousery, but then Jason Todd is cool. So you kind of have to... It depends what mood you're in. That's it. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to say Jason Todd's my favourite Robin. I mean, that is... Uh, d- little Dicky. Little Dicky's there. Little Dicky. Little Dicky's Nightwing in my heart. He's not Actually, Robin. in my head, Tim Drake is the best Robin. And little Tim Drake Dickie's is absolutely not. the best Robin. Let's, I'm just, <laughs> I mean, I'm, he's the nicest one, sure. He's the nicest boy. He's, a good, he's, a, he's good at everything, really. <laughs> Like <laughs> he's an all rounder, he's sevens in all categories. That's what you need. Um, that's it. But Jason but, has specked into madness. He, he, he's fully ten on strength. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, if you don't know anything about Jason Todd, this could be pretty. I, I think it's going to be a pretty fun character to cover because people know there's lots of Robins. Um, Jason Todd is the one who died. If that's yeah. the one, you've probably kind of heard vaguely about him if you haven't really, if you don't really know anything. Um, and his first appearance was. Was in Batman 357 in 1983. He was created by Jerry Conway and Don Newton, and um, he was also in. If you if you are looking to watch something, maybe with the Red Hood, I would recommend the animated movie Under the Red Hood. Um, very good. He's Did voiced by Jensen Eccles in that. Is yeah, that's a really good film, really good voicing. We didn't do that for the patron yet, did we? No, we so, haven't. Oh, no. it's still in the hat. Excellent news. It's kind of like, but it'll just be an hour of us going, that's really good. <laughs> like, like when that. we did Mask of the Phantasm or Return of the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we ran out of things to say it like, after about 10 minutes. <laughs> We're like, how many times can we say it's excellent? Um, so yeah, Jason Todd, um, he's first appeared. Now look, Jason Todd is the second Robin. He came after Dick Grayson, which brings a lot of his issues with him. Um, yeah. In, in comic books and kind of in real life in terms of how he's viewed as the audience. Um, because obviously Dick Grayson had been around since 1940. And so he was ingrained as Robin uh, in the Batman mythos. Yeah. And like any time there's like a passing of the torch or a successor character, there is a very vocal section of the fans that do not like any kind of change. 
And so they wanted to do an amazing thing in comic books of aging Dick Grayson up into a new character, otherwise known as Nightwing, which is, I think, one of the best decisions they ever made. But then they realized Batman without Robin wasn't as fun. So they wanted to bring a new Robin in. Um, Now, originally, they kind of actually had him, like, he was also part of the circus. Like, this is pre-crisis, by the way. So he's also part of the circus, and Killer Croc, I think, kills his parents. But that got, because he came in in 83, that got rewritten almost within, like, a year or two. That it was okay, just like, okay so that let's just start hasn't again. stuck around in any way, shape, no. or form. Um, and so Jason Todd's real uh, origin is that he's a child of Willis and Catherine Todd, being raised in Gotham City, and his father was a petty crook who ended up serving a prison sentence. Uh, after he completed the sentence, he did not return to the family. He didn't know what they to do with them. Right, okay. Um, well, he got out of Gotham, though, to be fair, so... Fair <laughs> he could have brought them with him, but he said no... no. Weigh him down, baggage. Where will I put my suitcase? I need the empty <laughs> chairs beside me. Um, that left Jason alone with his drug addicted mother, um, who he tried to take care of. Um, and now, by the way, he's only about 11, maybe at this point. And yeah. so, how he takes care of her is that he rips car parts off. Um, basically, cars that are just left in the area. Sorry? He's boosting tires. He's boosted tires and he's boosted basically. I think he can get his hands on selling them on for whatever fucking scraps that he can get a hold of. And then he gives her the money and suspiciously it all just goes back on drugs. So it's a vicious cycle of this 11 year old trying to survive and yeah, like just in the worst condition. Doesn't he live in like one of the worst neighborhoods in Gotham as well? And like he Gotham does, yeah. shit he- already. Oh no, like, yeah, the, the Gotham of Gotham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, sadly, his mother would actually soon die of an overdose, and he's left basically by himself from 11. Right. And he fends for himself, um, basically, by continuing to rip off car parts, and then he sells them on, and he just buys food. And he just lives by himself in this, like, abandoned he's a, apartment. He's a child, like. Yeah. He's just, he's completely alone. Um, and so one night Jason came across the Batmobile which was parked in an alley light bulb moment Jason thinks if I steal the tyres off the Batmobile I could sell them for a serious amount of fucking money get a big fucking payday out of that boys yeah um, and so Batman had recently put new tyres on the vehicle but had not replaced the hubcaps with redesigned ones yet Bruce is slacking <laughs> That's such a weird detail. <laughs> I, weird that they were like, yeah, he did the new tyres, but you know, the hub, the bat hubcaps, they weren't finished yet. He was still cutting them. He had exhibits to work the on the new tyres? Like, yeah, yeah the, the West Coast Customs team was getting them ready. <laughs> so this created an opportunity that Jason could not pass up. And so um, he starts stealing the tyres off the Batmobile while Batman's off saving people and, like, solving crimes. Yeah. And when Batman comes back, he catches Jason in the act. Um, he's already taken one tyre off and he's proceeding to take the other, another tyre off when Batman returns. And Batman sees him immediately as a criminal and beats him half Breaks both of his legs and both of yeah. his arms, says, you will never do that again, I've solved the problem. Yeah, I, I have eliminated crime. <laughs> From this one street with that 11-year-old. <laughs> another scum taken off the streets. Alfred's like, yeah, but Bruce, do you not take shut up, Alfred? <laughs> um, so uh, Batman decides that that instead of, you know, breaking all the boys' bones, he's going to try and help Jason after learning that he has nobody. He's got no family. Almost like he's an orphan. Might be, mm-hmm, maybe mm. something similar to mm. what Bruce Wayne went through. Or, yeah. you know, what, 
he has to like he has to have his father killed so that he can be an orphan like oh, yeah. officially <laughs> kill him <laughs> um, so Batman tries to put Jason in, a, Jason in a boarding school for troubled kids but this doesn't work out as the owner of the school is actually running a training ground for youthful criminals at the point um, oh, uh, Batman Jason would have looked into it a bit more you would think you really would but Jason realises this um, that all the youngsters at the school are like conducting illegal activities and so Batman he goes to Batman and informs him about the crimes that are taking place and he even assists Batman in capturing the gang and like putting right. them away um, and this is Jason's first Is this is when Jason is brought in as the new Robin at the age of 12 how do you reconcile with this in the fact that Batman got really lucky once in that he brought a child into the operation and the child somehow didn't get killed immediately? Yeah. Is it worse that he does the exact same thing a second time? Now, are you taking storyline point of view? Or like, in, in canon, Batman is always like a lunatic. But in terms True. of real life writing, the logical reason is well, Batman needs a Robin, and kids like reading about Robin. <laughs> that's fair. No, that is, that is fair, and I like. I know that's been talked to death about Batman endangering a child. It's a plot point at a lot of times, uh, but it's just a wild move, and it should be the first indication to everyone that Batman knows that no, he's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, because Batman, I think he's like he's the opposite of Dick as well in in a way. So, like he's not as easy to tread. Um, Jason does prove to be one of Batman's most enthusiastic students, but he's also the most troubled. So he's he wants to learn, but he's brash and he's impulsive. Um, and he basically his life on the streets had left him kind of ambiguous to the sense of right and wrong. Like he didn't have a privileged upbringing, so like yeah. he's he's in the fucking world. He knows that not everything is black and white. Like there yeah, are he's gray had to areas. Make choices. He's had to do things to survive that aren't considered you know, right or good. Which, uh, weirdly, actually kind of, he swaps that ideal once he becomes Robin and that he tries to lead in too far the other way. That you're either good or you're bad. So it's like, oh, well, this must be what it actually means to be, like, one of the good guys. It's like, I'm just good. It's black or white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no, there's no wiggle room. Like, you're either... he would have killed himself. If Robin had met him, he would have been like, no, you're bad. Just immediately. And, and, And he's... He's fairly free with violence, to be fair, isn't it? Like, he will just resort to violence immediately. Well, he's, he's mostly uh, basically placed in opposition to Batman. Um, and he uses excessive force to subdue criminals. Um, and now, after a first meeting... Uh, sorry, then at one stage soon after, he actually meets Nightwing. And he kind of strikes up a bit of a friendship in that... I mean, Dick just is like, this is the new Robin. And he tries to help him. Um, and he's... J- uh, Dick is going through a troubled time with the Titans. Jason is then recruited by Donna Troy into the Titans to help on a mission. Just in one of his first missions, she's, he's kind of brought in just to kind of check him out to see yeah. what this new guy is like. After he's, I think he's been robbing maybe for a little bit at this point, a few months. Jason becomes frustrated by the situation when Donna Troy keeps expecting him to figure out plans and save everyone like Dick would. But that's not Jason's strength. No, that's and and he shouldn't be expected to just be the new dick. Like, so he, he, yeah, that's a lot of his frustration comes from people who are like, "Oh, you're Robin. Robin is good at this, this, and this. So you must be good at this." And he's like, "No, I'm good at different things." Well, then you're kind of useless. Like, we want that version of Robin. It's like, well, this is all you get. This is all I have to offer. 
Um, like in one adventure, he was asked to hold off villains by Batman. Jason instantly takes the firing at them with a gun, despite Batman's hatred of guns. Obviously, Jesus. So yeah. he just that's wild that he would use a gun in front of Batman um, the most dramatic of these moral clashes however happened when Jason tracked down Felipe Garzanoza who's a foreign national who had raped a young woman and later drove her to suicide really fucking bad dude right, right. so of course Sounds Jason is like who gives a fuck like it's fine so this is where the moral dilemma comes in that Jason is like he doesn't deserve to live and Batman's like we need to put him away regardless of if he commits a petty crime or if he murders 10 people yeah it's like we don't get to choose the punishment yeah we just catch him we just put them away and then let the law you know yourself the justice system um, and so Jason tracks him down and he like goes into his apartment and then moments after Jason arrives Garzanoza is plung- plunges to his death from his apartment balcony while the truth is still unknown there is a distinct possibility that Jason pushed Felipe off the balcony breaking Batman's strict code against ever breaking a life holy I shit your life. yeah that's mad I didn't know that bit that it was like is that a fan theory or is it just like it's intentionally it's just, ambiguous it's unknown it's never now look I'm sure they've probably solved it but in terms of originally it's completely unknown whether he pushed him or he fell right that's kind of nice <laughs> he's like um, still like he's 14 or 15 at this point like oh he, yeah he's he's still he's still young fuck man um, he's hardcore so afraid of Jason possibly murdering someone, Batman even asks Barbara Gordon to come in and to try to help. And Barbara's like, there's a lot of darkness in Jason, like, that you are kind of denying right now. Like, you are training him up to be this killer assassin. Yeah. But, like, you're, you're training him up to be you, but if you give all of your tools to an assassin, he would just murder everyone. Yeah, you're giving all your skills to someone who doesn't have your coat, which is yeah, terrifying. Exactly. Which, which is Damien, kind of, as well, later on. Yeah. Um, but uh, then we come to 1988, so he's been, in, he's been Robin for about five years. People did not like Jason. Um, yeah. Now, people didn't like him mostly because he wasn't Dick Grayson. That's his only crime, to be honest, that, like, he was seen as he's not as good as Dick Grayson in terms of the fan's eyes and in terms of the, like, fictional character's eyes. Um, yeah. And that's so... Sorry, it's kind of heartbreaking, but it's kind of cool that that came into the way he's written in stories. Yeah, and so, like, they decided to do this very strange thing in that they actually held a telephone poll. Um, yes. So a vote on whether Jason Todd would die or live. Um, and it now was gonna, ring one number for live and one number for die, wasn't it? Yeah, so this is in a story called Batman A Death in the Family. And this story, I will get into what happens, but this, the moral of the point is there was a vote taken before the last issue whether Jason would live or die. And you had to vote on it. Um, he was killed off by a vote of, I think, 70 votes? 72 votes he lost by. Was in the difference. So 5,343 for a kill, 5,271 for live. That's insane. Death in the Family, by the way, was uh, one of the... I think it was the first comic I ever read. Uh, I mean... It's a pretty good one. 
to start. It's, a, it's one of the most famous. Um, and so, and then the family, if anyone doesn't know, is Jason is going about his Robin life and he discovers that his birth mother, who he had taught had been dead for years, was actually alive in the Middle East. So without telling Batman, he leaves Gotham to go to the Middle East to track his lead. However, Batman obviously knows everything about everything and is yeah. like, I know you're going. I'm going to go with you because I think the Joker's out there, but like coincidentally, on like the a Joker's different like take. selling a nuke at the time. Yeah, he's like doing <laughs> fucking crimes, but he's, it's just a way to bring Joker into the story. Um, and so, yeah, eventually uh, they locate her in Ethiopia. And so Jason's mother is Dr. Sheila Haywood, and she's working as part of the relief efforts for refugees in Ethiopia. And Jason's like a family. Oh, my God. And she's like a good person. Yeah. And it, like, it's and the has, opposite of everything I've ever known. Like, it's amazing. Like, his life is now complete. It's like, yes, this, I don't need to. He's like, I'm going to retire from being Robin. Like, I kind of don't need to be Robin anymore if, like, I have all this. Yeah. Um, and she's going to be so proud mom. of me. Yeah. Oh, Jason. Um, Though the mother and son were happy to be reunited, Jason discovers the truth about her. Sheila had actually a criminal record and she was embezzling funds from the charity. Oh. And like that's... But even still, I feel like Jason could get over that. And like, well, yeah, I, I think for him, like, he's so fucked mentally at this point. Like, if when he gets told this, I think he'd be like, it's fine. We can turn it around. Yeah. It's grand. You can just stop. Like, it's that yeah. easy. Like <laughs> The Joker, however, knew about this, and he was actually using this to blackmail her into committing crimes in Ethiopia. So the Joker knows Jason Todd's mother, but he doesn't know it's Jason Todd's mother. Yeah, she. he just has this woman in this charity under his thumb, basically. Yeah. Um, And so Jason, he realizes all this. All this comes out. And he follows the Joker and his mother at one point. And they go to a warehouse, Sean. Um, what they do. And Jason alerts Batman to the plan before he goes in. He's like, this is where they are. I've seen them. My mom is... He originally is like, my mom's getting attacked by the Joker. Like, I'm going to save her. Yeah, she's held hostage. And like, I, yeah. Bruce is like, no, hang back. Don't go in there. Do like, not go in by yourself. Wait for me. Um, Batman is kind of he's focused on a truck at that exact moment it's carrying Joker Venom like across so it's like bringing it away so he's like he's on his bike trying to solve that part he's like hold on just weigh it out let them have their meeting or if if she's in trouble then you can jump in at that exact moment but just let's wait and see Jason of course he can't wait in that moment. He's like, it's his mother. Like, it's his mother, and he's just met her. He's like reunited. He's like, I'm gonna jump in and save her. I'm gonna be a hero. And um, so he, without his mentor's backup, he springs into action to save his mother solo. She sees him and double crosses him and gives him to the Joker to save her own life. Just like. One of the worst things anyone has done in comics, I think. She lures Jason into a trap to protect her secret. Basically, the idea is either you give Joker Robin, who Joker still doesn't know it's her son, or your big dark secret of you embezzling all these funds comes out. And she's like, I did just meet him a few days ago. So yeah, you can have my son, Joker. It's fine. Yeah. And Joker does learn, I think, that it's... 
Yeah, he does. And, he, and he's like, this is even better. This is amazing. <laughs> it's now it's the best joke ever. It's yeah. like amazing. And so Joker takes the opportunity to beat Jason senseless with a crowbar over and over again. Um, it's tough, man. Like, yeah, yeah. It's rough in the comics. In the, in the animation, it is like, it's tough to watch. Because he's just tied up. He's just getting the shit kicked out of him. And he's just like 15. Yeah. Joker is just beating the shit out of a child with a crowbar. So Joker then tied Sheila to a post and planted a bomb in the warehouse, leaving the mother and the son to die. So obviously Joker betrays her as well because, like, it's the Joker. So, like, he's never going to stick to whatever plan she thought was going on. Um, Jason recovers consciousness long enough, Sean, to untie his mother to try and help her escape. (laughs) Even still, he's trying to help her. Even though she's the worst human being. She probably tripped and gave me up. She was an accident. She didn't know who she was talking to. Um, so they were unable to, but they were unable to escape the warehouse in time as Joker had locked them in. So they yeah. both escape. They tried to get out, and then the door is locked, and then the bomb explodes. It's it, like, and that's. I think that's where the comic ends, and it's like called to see what happens to Jason yeah. Todd, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Batman realises the danger with Jason was in and he arrives too late to save them because he lost the vote um, between you and me I did think they probably were going to kill him anyway oh um, yeah there's that story that he had both issues of the comic like in each desk drawer I think that's mostly played up for like the it's audience the, the legend it, of it yeah yeah the legend of it in reality I'm assuming they probably just wanted to kill him because he was an unpopular character um, so dragging Jason's corpse from the wreckage all Batman could do was fix the crime scene to protect Jason's identity um, later Bruce made arrangements to have Jason and his mother's bodies returned to Gotham and properly buried um, and for the next decade's worth of stories basically Jason's death haunts Batman constantly yeah, there was a thing in comics that only three people stayed dead, and it was Jason Todd, Bucky Barnes, and Uncle Ben. And Gwen and Stacy. Gwen Stacy's come back a few times, to be fair. Yeah, to be, uh, Uncle Ben is kind of the only one, so... He's the only, he's the only consistently dead fella in comics. <laughs> um, Batman considers this his greatest failure, and not properly trading Jason in his role, and he fails to yeah. protect him. So Batman, of course, blames himself. Do you, uh, uh, do you want to know something heartbreaking as well? Just uh, it, it stuck with me from in the uh, Sheila's still alive when Batman finds her, and because Jason shielded her from the bomb to try and save her, <laughs> and then she dies later. But of course she does. <laughs> fucking <laughs> that uh, poor boy. Um, even through so much. Short- Shortly after the events of War Games and War Crimes, this is many years later, so this is like 20 years later after that comic That's book. wild. Died. So I think might been might be in, uh, just before 2000, around 2000, so about 12 years. Um, Jason Todd reappears in Gotham City as the Red Hood. We don't know it's Jason Todd at this point. The Red Hood shows up. Yeah. Uh, hijacking a shipment of kryptonite from Black Mast in the midst of a battle with Batman, Nightwing and Mr. Freeze. The Red Hood just gives the kryptonite back to them. And they're like, who the fuck is this new guy? And he's just like, I've kind of gotten everything I wanted. I just got a laid land of... He just, he just uh, stole the kryptonite to see who would come out to try and stop him. That's that's a very weirdly Batman thing to do. Mm. Like, just to, to 
to do something wild just to just to test just to experiment and see what happens and once he's like okay cool got the little lad you can have it back I actually don't even want it yeah I have no use for this like Um, shortly afterward uh, the Red Hood finds the Joker um, and beats him with a crowbar just as the Joker had once beaten Jason despite the violent beating Jason spares the Joker intending him to to, intending to use him later on against Batman in one of my favourite comic book panels and scenes ever um, so the Red Hood assumes control over several gangs in Gotham City. He basically becomes a one-man war against Black Mask. So Black Mask is the biggest criminal in Gotham. Red Hood shows up and just takes over. And is just like, I'm now the gang lord of Gotham. And yeah. that's just the way it is. And, and succeeds by all accounts. Like just yeah. absolutely wrecks shop. Um, also, it's not lost to me that the Red Hood mantra is uh, the Joker's from the Joker had a red was called the Red Hood on his very first mission out when he got turned into the Joker. So that's where the, the Red Hood idea comes from. Yeah. Um, so he's using the first identity of the man who killed them. So overall, he basically strives to cleanse the city of its corruption, sh- such as drug dealing and gang violence. And he does this by basically taking over all of the gags and then just eventually disbanding all of them. Just like getting rid of, if he controls all the gags, then he stops all the drugs coming into Gotham. Which is, it does work, but it feels short-sighted. Like it feels like those gangs are just going to reform at some point. They're going to like splinter and make yeah. new gangs, but he then just eventually will just kill them. It doesn't matter. Like he, he just takes them over and kills the people who are important. And then just leaves. <laughs> yeah. Um, around this time, J- Batman discovers that Jason's coffin has um, has always been empty, and he begins to wait. Begins to question whether Jason had actually died. So he's like, "Hang on, that's wait." So he finds a. There, there's also a cool bit where he finds a mask in the Batmobile, and it's only J- it's Jason Todd's Robin mask. Oh, his little domino mask thing that he wore. Yeah. Right, but is Batman like questioning his own sanity? Like, did Jason yeah, I think actually? A lot of it wow. is like, what the fuck? Like, Jason is dead. Um, and when, despite his return, Jason's Robin costume remains in its display in the Batcave. Alfred even asks Bruce at one stage, like, does he want it removed? And Bruce replies uh, with that the return of Jason doesn't change anything at all. So it's like wow. that Red Hood is Jason, but Jason died that day. As well. Right, that's not Jason Todd that's doing all this stuff. That's a different like, person. That's in his head. He's that's how he's figured it out. Okay. Um Jason's return crescendos when Shawnee kidnaps the Joker and holds him hostage in like this is such a good fucking bit of comics. Is that he lowers Batman to Crime Alley at the site of their first meeting, and he basically asks Batman why he has not avenged his death by killing the Joker. Batman tells Jason that he's never going to kill anyone. Like, he's not going to cross that line. That's just the way it is. And there's this heartbreaking moment where Jason's like, I'm not asking you to kill anyone else. Um, I'm just asking you, that man has crippled Batgirl and he blew, like, he beat me to death and then blew me up. That's basically what he did. Like, I don't want you to kill Killer Croc. I don't care about Mr. Free. Just him. Just him is all I ask. Just one. Um, and like, objectively, more people are going to die if you leave the Joker alive. Yeah. Um, and then in the most heartbreaking moment, he's like, do it because he took me away from you. 
is what he says. Like, how do you write that? Like, that's fucking beautiful. Because he's just like, he's like, Dad, come on. Like, why are you doing this? Um, and despite this, Batman explains that it's not too hard for him to kill the Joker. That it's too easy. So he has this very famous quote as yeah. well that it's like, it would be too fucking easy. He, sa- he, has never, he says that every day he fantasizes about taking the Joker somewhere private, torturing him for maybe weeks before finally killing him, but refuses to go to that place every single day. Because it would be too easy to do that. And I suppose once he starts, he'll never stop. Yeah. Um, Jason offers Batman an ultimatum. Jason will kill the Joker unless Batman kills Jason first. Um, and he's holding the Joker at gunpoint and then he throws Batman a gun. And he's like, you shoot me or I shoot him. That's the only way out of this. Yeah, so if you want if you want the Joker to live, you have to kill me. Yeah, because um, it's me or him. That's the way it is. And so he throws, and there's that great scene of Batman holding the gun, yeah. and it's like just fucking weird. It, like, it, every time Batman picks up a gun, it looks so out of place. Like, it's, it does not work at no, all. Just something um, in your mind is like, no, that's not right. Yeah, Um so he also stands behind the Joker, leaving Batman with only a good a headshot if he wants to stop him pulling the trigger. So he so has not, to kill him. You can't even like incapacitate him. Like yeah. you can't just shoot his hand. At the last moment, Batman throws a batarag that cuts down an object and slices Jason's shoulder. The J- the Joker takes advantage of the situation, detonating explosives nearby, destroying the whole building, and everyone basically gets blown up. Now they all survive, but Jason escapes into the night. But that moment is like one of Jason's most famous things. It's just like I don't, I'm not asking you to kill anybody else. Just, just that guy. Just him. him. He's the worst one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I want to really quickly touch on Battle for the Cowl. I told you this was going to be a log one just because it's a very cool character that I love. There's a lot to um, cover as well. Like. There's a lot to cover. And he's been inspired some really co- good stories. But uh, there was also a small story um, in the one year later thing where uh, Jason resurfaces in New York as a murderous imposter version of Nightwing. Nightwing confronts him and basically they have a big fight and eventually he Jason gets captured by mobsters Nightwing rescues him and he leaves him a note afterwards saying that we'll always be family so there's this weird thing where he's like he's part of the family but he's also like none of them agree with anything he does no but he's still they're not abandoning him like if he rocked up to Wayne Manor and was like I'm sorry I've done wrong they would just welcome him in with all. Oh, well, arms. that's the new fifty-two, in the, and and since since twenty eleven, they've very much integrated him into the Bath family, which I really like. Yeah, um, there's some really cool stories of him and Nightwing like teaming up uh, for runs in um, in the recent Nightwing run from a few years ago. Like they had a, a full up, a fully team up, which I just think is fun. I just like seeing the dynamics of all the different brothers. Yeah, working playing together. off each other. Yeah, um, they give me um, Nightwing and Red Hood give me like daredevil punisher vibes yeah that's basically it that's yeah and jason is like jason has been slightly toned down um from all the murders but he used um, to love murder in a big way but, like they work together like that dick respects him and he respects dick like, yeah, they just for, have different methods. Just, like, 
just they have different maids, but they're also very capable people. Um, and also, he's like, you were the perfect one. Like, Nightwing, you're the, always the perfect one. And I'm like the, the ugly duckling. Yeah, I just yeah. have to go about my way. Um, so, a story I wanted to cover, Battle for the Cowl, one of my favourite cowl books of all time, um, and I may, I've mentioned it so many times in this, is that Batman dies uh, in the comic book, and yeah. legitimately... He is killed out of comics. For real this time. <laughs> for reals. And Batman goes, and Gotham goes into turmoil without him. Um, Jason is actually summoned to the Batcave by Tim Drake, who tells him that Bat- Bruce is gone. Um, and he's like left a will for all of them. Jason leaves the cave telling Drake that they would see each other soon. And so once he knows Batman is gone, he realises his opportunity and he dons his own bat suit, heavily armed, and using the cowl previously owned by a bat by Bat Devil, he basically goes around extreme brutality killing all of the gangs. But as, as Batman. Batman. That's as Batman. fucking amazing. Yeah. Cause he's like, there's no Batman. So I'm gonna be Batman. And so he goes around and he just basically leaves a calling card. On every single victim that just says I am Batman, um, and so it's dude, that like, Bat Devil cowl as well. I just looked it up. That's insane. Sick. Yeah, it's he's just, so he, good. He's just decked out in like fucking machine guns everywhere. And he just walks into like black mask area or lair, just shoots everyone. Just like no, you've not, you've got no gang. They're all dead. I'm Batman. I'm doing what he should have done years ago. I, lo- <laughs> I like the idea that. As soon as he heard Bruce was dead, he was like, oh, okay, now's the time. (laughs) Now I'm going to eradicate crime in Gotham and solve the problem. Tim, Um, wait here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Nightwing and Damien basically try and stop him. And uh, Nightwing tries to bring Jason down, but the fight is stopped when Jason shoots Damien and escapes. Um, Jason then has to fight Tim Drake. Uh, Tim turns up dressed as Batman as well and it's like a suit that's three sizes too big for him and I've mentioned it before in the show and Jason just absolutely beats the boy to death (laughs) beats the piss out of him he also knocks out Catwoman um, beating her unconscious as well he's just mowing through everyone at this point he's like nothing will stop me because he is he's stronger than like Nightwing and stuff like that presumably oh yeah like, he'd be the best physically stronger he would be the best hand to hand fighter I would say Damien would be the best like with weapons right but he's straight up like brute force he just punches people to death yeah yeah whereas and they, and like Tim Drake is smarter and then Nightwing is more agile yeah like Tim Drake also is like he's five years younger than him so at this point well, yeah. was he like 16 and and Jason thought it was 21 or whatever um, and so by the way it's also if we I don't know if we covered it but he's brought back by the Lazarus Pit <laughs> oh presumably like it's you know it's yourself. how it um, he comes back Laz- slightly crazy the Lazarus Pit that's the name of our movie review show on Patreon oh, if you're still listening you might enjoy it it's almost like his comic book related um, so <laughs> Jason uh, beats Tim that he thinks to death Right, so he thinks he's beaten Tim to death, and what he does is so perfectly fucking psycho. Is he brings Tim back to the cave, and he's going to prepare Tim's body to surprise Nightwing. So Fuck. he's going to like lay him out. So when Nightwing walks in, he's like, he's going to put him in a position where it's just like going to cause the most amount of like discomfort and just kind of traumatize Nightwing. That's fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. He's insane. <laughs> So Tim survives the attack, though, the attack, and escapes from Jason, giving Nightwing the opportunity to defeat him. 
beaten, Jason let himself fall. He lets himself fall into a nearby river with the promise of returning once again. Um, and there's a really great run by a man called Grant Morrison. You've probably heard of him on the best comic book writers of all time. Done some good um, comics. They did a Batman and Robin 26 issues, and Dick Grayson is Batman, and uh, Damien is his Robin. But in that in that comic book run, Jason basically wants to become Dick's arch nemesis. And he <laughs> wants to be his Joker. That's insane. Yeah. I know I like that version of Jason less, I think, than the one who's just a dickhead of the Bat family. Yeah, I like Dickhead of the Bat family a bit more than like out and out psychopath who's, yeah. who's just a villain. Um I don't think that's as fun. I don't think that's as layered either, that he's just bad. Yeah, like he wants to become essentially the Joker. Just feels kind of like again. It's like he like he was pretty traumatized by the Joker. That's fair enough. He but. even like gets his own sidekick, a girl named Scarlet, who was a victim of Professor Pig, and he's like, "You're my Robin, and I'm going to be a different version of Batman, and we're going to kick the shit out of the two of them." He Perfect. sounds fully insane in this series. Like fully insane. Um, with his new partner, Jason assumes his brutal and lethal methods of dealing with criminals. Uh, but now there's a twist. Using the media and the internet, he exposes his methods to the public and actively markets them as the way things should be done around Gotham. Public opinion is actually somewhat in his favour as well in that people are like, hang on right? we could have just solved crime like just kill Joker and then we're done. That is, like if you are trying to bring people around to your cause saying, oh the Joker should not be alive is probably a pretty good motivator. He also attacks Penguin at one point, and Batman and Robin show up and protect Penguin from him. And he's like, "They're," pro-, and he videotapes it, and then he plays it on the news like they're protecting Penguin. How many people have, has Penguin killed? And like, oh, in that scenario, you can't just explain the moral quandaries of what he's doing. Like, no, for, just for someone and watching, so- they're protecting a villain. Yeah, and so uh, it was then that Jason and Scarlet were ambushed by an assassin called Eduardo Flamingo. Great name. Very good and, name. Um, and Flamingo basically starts beating down Jason and Scarlet. Uh, both of them proved inferior to Flamingo's skills, and it was only actually Batman and Robin turning up to protect him that saved Jason in that moment. Like, Batman and Robin showed up to save him, because they always save him if he's in trouble. Yeah, they'll always, they always have his back. Like, he's their son slash brother. Yeah. And, like, that has to count for something. Um, in And it, then he crushes Flamingo with a truck, Jason does. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that escalated. <laughs> um, and so, um, he, there's, there's a great thing in that he's then sent to Arkham Asylum for observation. And this is one of my favourite things, is that Jason files an appeal to be moved from Arkham Asylum, stating that he had actually passed all of the psychological tests. They had done all the tests on him, and he is is not insane. He passes every single one. Right, so he just is fully... He is choosing consciously to act like this. Yeah, it's, it's... He's not crazy. No. He's like, I truly believe this is the right way to go about it. And Yeah, and I'm not being influenced by you know, whatever brain chemistry or whatever is going on. This is just how I think it should be. There is opposition from Batman at that point, but he is then moved to a regular prison in Gotham. And one of my favourite bits about Jason, not only does he pass all the psychological tests of Arkham Asylum, is that when he arrives in the prison, the suicide rate spikes 
among all the top incarcerated crime figures there. So all of the crime lords immediately start dying off in suicides. That's... Is that a, is it ever explained? Like, is it is it out of fear or does he just make it well, look I mean, like... No, he just makes it look, I assume. But he had to kill many prisoners in self-defense as they ambushed him for his time as a vigilante. Um, right. He then further poisons the whole cafeteria, killing 82 people and sickening 100 more. He's then immediately <laughs> transferred back to Arkham. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like, literally, like, I'm not locked in here with you. <laughs> like- <laughs> Basically, um, and like the the whole thing is that like he once again he's not crazy. So they were like, oh, they, we'll just move him out of the prison. He immediately goes into a normal prison and got him, kills all of the criminals in there. And he's like, well, look, there's problem solved. They can't yeah. get back out if they're dead. Yeah, they offended once. They're in here. They did something wrong. Let's exactly. get rid of them. And then he immediately gets moved back to Ark and was like, oh wait, no, he actually is. He is crazy. Um, uh, then just before it went off, it, he basically reforms eventually later on, and so in, and that's where he kind of is now. Is that he went down this path of like complete psychopath, and then they did like that Arkham story of like, no, he's not crazy. Like, he, yeah, he just genuinely thinks like we'll just kill them off, and then we won't have to go out every night fighting them. Yeah, like that, and if like. It, it, there, there is a merit to that that like look if someone killed the Joker if someone killed the Riddler the net gain of like people who aren't killed by those criminals is worth it yeah uh, but in terms of powers and abilities he's got Lazarus enhanced capabilities as well he's very fast strong all from the Lazarus pit he's also slightly insane from the Lazarus pit um, he no longer ages and he regenerates from injuries oh. at a very fast rate that's um, something I didn't actually know, like the mystical side of him. Yeah, he's got peak human conditioning along with that as well, but he also has like some additions. Um, he's also a master martial artist, like he's been trained by Batman. He's more of a brawler than all of the rest of the Robins. Mm-hmm. Um, he's shown that when he fought his former mentor Nightwing to a standstill, when Jason held his own against the Green Arrow in a sword fight, he overpowered Tim Drake multiple times. His fighting style focuses focuses on brutality and speed. Wow! So just <laughs> devastating. Like he doesn't pull punches, basically. Like he no, will. He, just, he was. He's out to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Like if you don't stop him, you are dead. He's got master marksman, expert tactician, master of stealth, acrobat, skill swordsman. He's also a detective as well. Um, genius level intellect. I mean, he's been he's been taught by Bruce. Um, I'd wager he has a network of shady connections as well that he can just 100%, call upon. One hundred percent. And he's got so many fucking pieces of transportation. He's like he's got uh, in terms of weapons. He's got hand automatic handguns, dual wielding tasers, what? grenades, batarangs, electric wings, knives, and twin blade katanas on him at all times. Um, <laughs> fucking hell is you know those scenes of people like going through airport security in like movies and stuff yeah. and they just keep unloading weapons basically like he's just a complete like he's an absolute liability to have if you are Batman but also he's a wild car but I'm glad he's in our deck if something comes up yeah and that helmet has stuff in it as well I'm assuming like you can yeah, breathe it does, yeah. and it has stuff like a, sometimes it has a computer and stuff going inside it as well Fucking, and he looks so cool as well. Yeah. Like, 
the leather jacket and the guns and the helmet. And I could talk about the Bat family for hours and I could cover all of them because they're all really well layered and really well written most of the time. Um, and Jason's probably one of the most layered in terms of all the things that he's been through and people like him and people dislike him. Um, but just as a character, I think he works really well as, I think, as the black sheep, but one that they always accept. Like, he's, yeah. he's the one that's in the family and him and Tim are, like, always the most polar opposites and Dick is, like, in the middle. Yeah, and then Damien is probably closer to his side. Yeah, at the exactly. Start. They're, they're on the scale, like Tim and him are far sides. Dick and Damien are slightly more in the middle. That's that's really cool, and I like that. It's every element of the Bat Family is just like a different segment of Batman's mental state. <laughs> yeah, and I like, Jason is just brutality, Batman. Yeah, yeah. It's what happens if Batman has one bad day. Like, this is what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. That, it's just, he's just like, we just need to solve it. Yeah. Like, the, like the, this is the, it's too easy. This is the easiest route to go about it, is just kill them all. Yeah. But he's like, well, why don't we do that? And then we, nobody else will die, because I died. Like, if we just killed Joker when I first met him, none of that would have happened. Yeah. Like, it's wild that a character that has gone through such mental arcs is still as coherent as he is unreal i think that's my report on jason todd shot you sure we can go for another 15 minutes if you want no no i think we're okay i think we're right okay. fair enough round it out to the full <laughs> uh no thanks everyone for listening to this episode of hero or zero we will be back on monday we will have a movie monthlies mondays whatever we call it now that'll be coming out we'll be back on wednesday with a weird news wednesday and we'll be back on friday with another hero or zero Big thank you to everyone over on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast. As mentioned, the Thor review just went up, so uh, Thor 2 review, excuse me, just went up. So head over there if you want to take a listen to that and also support the show. Other ways to support the show is through our merch store, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. The Twitter is at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Development's Discussion Group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Lee. And we shall see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.